Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Almost Better Than Silence. I'm your host, Doug Coleman, and I'm here today with the other co-hosts, Mark Choi and Whitney Nelson. Uh, how are you guys doing today? Good. Hey man. Yeah, I'm not too bad. It's good to be back. Uh, lost power for a second bit ago. I was a little bit nervous I wasn't going to be able to do this, but uh, yeah. Yeah, that I'm, was uh, a bit of a scare. I was like so excited to be able to have Mark back on an episode as well, but uh, yeah, uh, let's hope your power doesn't go out mid-episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so if I bail at any given point, that's why, you guys know. That's understandable. And Whitney, how have you been? Uh, I've been okay, yeah. I have talked a lot, I feel like I talked a lot recently about how I just moved, and I just found out that I have to move again by no. the end of the month. And, and you say you're doing okay? That sounds terrible. I'm so sorry. <laughs> oh, man. It's okay, I think I already found a, a place with a friend who just coincidentally happened to be looking for a roommate at the same time that I was like, had to move out in three weeks. So I think I should be good. Hopefully this time it shouldn't be too stressful, but I did just start to like, I unpacked everything and now I have to uh, repack it again. It took me like months to unpack everything. Other than that, though, things are good. Yeah. Oh man. At least you have a place in mind and yeah, luckily maybe things are working out that way for a reason, but either way, yeah, yeah the stress of having to pack and unpack is half the battle. So I'm sorry you're going through that. But, <laughs> and that's the thing. I'm wondering if you'll be able to find time to play video games if you're going to be super busy with that stuff, because that, that's not, it takes up a lot of time. It does. It does. It took up so much of my time last time I moved right around like January. But this time I think I'm going to be more organized about it and hopefully it won't be that hard. And now I mostly work from home. So hopefully I can like get some stuff done while I'm working during the day. Um, nice. In between phone calls and stuff. So before I was commuting a lot and I had to do like a two hour commute plus depending on traffic each oh, wow. day in addition to working. And so I didn't have any time to pack except for on the weekends. Now when I'm working almost entirely from home, I'll be able to like do everything I need to do for work and also pack while I'm doing that, hopefully. So that's very the goal. cool. Oh man, I, I I know how that commute feels. I used to have a commute really similar to that, and it just wears you out so yeah. badly. Oh, and your car—I don't know if you were driving or not, but your car—the mileage is. I was not just... driving. I was taking a bus, and then I was taking a train. And actually, I was I was literally one paycheck away from getting a switch. And then I started working entirely from home, and I was like, "Well, maybe I don't need a switch right now, right. after all." I uh. still really want to get a switch. It's still in the plan, but the moving expenses come first. That makes and perfect so sense. And so all the all my switch money is going to moving money, and now I don't have the commute where I was literally it was like an hour and a half each way, and I was like, "This is perfect time for gaming," but I'm still going to do it, and I'll still oh. play games. But it just it's not necessary. You're a true adult, though, if you're able to turn down a switch because you have other <laughs> obligations and priorities. Because as a kid or like an, just like an irresponsible adult, I'd just be like, I need the switch. Uh, one thing I was going to say is my I had a commute of like five minutes at one point, And then it, uh, once I bought my new house, it, it went up to 40 minutes. And that's really not that bad. And in all reality, something as little as like 40 minutes, it's really a good time to just kind of decompress and like think about things that I don't get a chance to just kind of like take a breather. 
But uh, two and a half hours sounds a little much. Yeah, I would definitely need a switch for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, dude, how's the new house been? I you've probably talked about it on on earlier episodes, but not too much. It's been all right. Yeah, it's good. That's the thing. Uh, that whole dead mouse thing is gone. We don't have any weird smells anymore. So I'm glad that was over. That was earlier in the winter and stuff. But yeah, uh, now that I'm a homeowner, I'm doing all sorts of stuff like uh, seal coating the driveway and or having someone else do that. That was a an expense that I wasn't expecting, but it's also something that, that needed to be done. Uh, mm-hmm. We did some mulching and uh, planting some flowers and stuff and taking out dead plants and trees and stuff that were just hideous. So the place is really transformed. Uh, things that we still got to do is stain the deck. We have this huge deck that I'm super excited about. We also need a grill that we can finally start uh, cooking out there and have people over and stuff. But so far, just making progress. There, It was a, not like, I don't know, like a house that had a lot of work to do but uh there was just a lot for us to kind of customize it to what we want and it's it's come a long way the kitchen's all uh the floor in the kitchen's all new and we painted the upstairs i still have to paint the downstairs and not looking forward to it i've been putting it off ever since bringing it up yeah no i feel you on that too painting painting's really annoying but it does change up a house a whole bunch wait so did you get a brand new kitchen not to make this whole episode about houses. Yeah, no, but no, so we, we could do some little catch up amongst the hosts because we don't get yeah. to talk that often. Um, no, just mainly the floors and stuff. Uh, we we do want to get like something like an island because then it'll give us a little bit more like cabinet space and like just an area to like I don't know cut stuff up. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Okay, I got gotcha. you. Yeah, like the, the, my kitchen's like galley style, and uh, I've I've been trying to um, get a new kitchen for a while because it's a bit dated. Uh, I don't think it's been updated since the 70s when it was first built, and wow, our kitchen's expensive to get redone. Yeah, no so, kidding. <laughs> yeah, that's why I was gonna. A- that's why I was asking, just because if you had done it, I was gonna like ask you some stuff about it. But you guys have so much more no grown-up problems than I do. My problem today is that Butterfinger changed its recipe, and I'm so mad about it. Oh, they oh, did. Man. I yeah, need they, to try they it. Were Either Butterfinger or Olive Nestle was bought by Ferraro, and I was in the drugstore and I saw, like, improved recipe on all the Butterfinger wrappers, and Butterfinger's one of my favorite candies, and so I got them, and then I tried it, and I was so angry because it tastes like peanut butter. Like, it tastes like peanuts now. Oh, it's no. It's so peanutty, and I don't mind peanutty stuff, Right. but- that's not why I get Butterfingers. I get Butterfingers. What I've been saying all day is that it's a unique substance unto itself, like plutonium or flubber. Like the <laughs> the inside of a Butterfinger, there's nothing like it. Toffee is totally different. Peanut butter is totally different. And now I don't like it anymore. And I was so mad that I never do this. I never tweet at brands, but I tweeted at the official Butterfinger Twitter account to be like, yo, this new recipe sucks. You tell them, Whitney. <laughs> But you guys are all, you know, oh, retiling your kitchen so expensive. And I'm like, God damn it, Butterfingers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I uh, can't eat Butterfingers since I have a peanut allergy. Oh. But, um, oh, no. That's right. Yeah. It sucks. It's something, you know, I've always said this. If I'm ever, if I, if I know like a comet's about to come and smash into Pennsylvania, um, I'm going to just eat five guys and some Butterfingers and just go out happy. You know, although actually yeah. it might be, it actually might be pretty painful. Yeah, I maybe say, I, maybe I wouldn't do that. Yeah, it's still not going to be a fun way to go. Only yeah. if you see the asteroid, like yeah, inbound. if I see it, yeah, because I don't have <laughs> enough time to taste it, and the anaphylactic shock won't kick in. There you go. Yeah, I think that's a good plan. <laughs> um, 
But for anybody who's new, this is a home improvement podcast. No, uh, it's a video <laughs> game podcast. But real quick, before we go into the video game talk, I, I know Mark did something pretty cool in his life recently. Like, you visit Japan every now and then. You did that. Is there anything that you did that was cool there worth mentioning? Oh, boy, dude. Okay, this trip was so choice. If you have the means, I highly recommend it. Um. I just toured all over Japan. I did a, a lot of time in Tokyo, uh, a lot of time in Osaka and Kyoto. Um, oh, there's so much I could I could just go on and on about it. But uh, literally, somebody needs to just hint about Japan, and I will talk about Japan for like hours. <laughs> oh, awesome! When I went That's to Japan, great. it was the best traveling experience I've ever had in my whole life. Oh, I'm so jealous. Yeah. It's so fun, Doug. Yeah, you definitely need to go at some point. Definitely. Um, it's like the butterfinger yeah. of countries. Yeah, it was... Oh, man. I, I don't <laughs> I even that. know where to start. I I guess the the first day in Tokyo, I hit up Akihabara. Akihabara or I don't know. Is it Akihabara or Akihabara? I think, it, I think it's Akihabara. Akihabara. Yeah. So I went there. It's the electronics anime district, for those who don't know. Um, and it was just so amazing. I hit up one of the, there was, it's like a 10 floor arcade. Mm -hmm. Uh, I was there for a while. Uh, played, played a lot of DDR 20th anniversary because it's a release we did not get in the United States. And it was really cool playing with a bunch of people from Japan. Like, we couldn't talk to each other, but like, we were just, I don't know. I feel like we were cheering each other on. It's yeah, the universal it was the vibe. language of video games. Yeah, it was the vibe I was getting. I played a ton of rhythm games that we definitely do not have here. Yeah. Um, and because like, I, I just love rhythm games so much. I did that. I, I went through all the anime stores, Went accidentally went into a sex shop. Um, <laughs> the sex shops just, are wild. Yeah, they're everywhere. They, it's very it, well, not everywhere, just in that district. The second that the second that you walk off of the main street, yeah, it might look like an anime store, but it may be a sex shop. Like, yeah, the main street, <laughs> all the stores know. that look like anime stores are anime stores. They sell like statuettes and Pokemon cards and video games and and anime paraphernalia. But yeah. if you if you've turned down any street other than the main one, it's about a 50/50 chance whether it will be anime or whether it will be a sex store. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and this is so not to dive too much into that, but this is the thing that is very strange to me. And maybe it's a cultural difference or maybe it was just my very unlucky weird timing, but so there was like an 18 plus section of this one store that sells video games and anime. And I just, I was like, you know what? I don't care. I'm going, I, I'm going up to it. You're I old go, enough. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Doug. Totally. Yeah. That's, that was my reasoning for sure. And then, yeah. So I go in there and then I see this group of friends walk in and like, they're all like, completely casual just like oh it's the the new like i can only guess they're saying this but like oh see it's like the new issue like oh did you get this one and they're like showing each other all this stuff and they're like grabbing hentai and just having a making a day of it (laughs) so casually and i'm i'm standing there trying to sneak snapchats into to everyone back home and there i guess i i don't know if that's normal or not It, it was it was kind of bizarre to me that's actually one of the things that I like about Japan is that they are they were are repressed in a lot of ways and were repressed for so long that they just like 
weird sexual urges or or any kind of urges at all even if they're not weird are are normal and everyone like japan now has these outlets for everybody that it's not weird or perverted or something to be ashamed of you just can only do it in the in the right spaces like that's what all the weird maid cafes are and there's like a cafe where you can literally pay to go rub up against girls in a car that it looks like a subway car <laughs> and the like a bunch of friends just hanging out and talking about the the anime porn or whatever it's it's like it's accepted if you're doing it in the right place because for so long it wasn't but it's it's become this thing where everyone knows that you like that it's a thing that people do and so it's this weird thing of it's never seen on the surface but the second that you turn around everyone's pretty chill about just about anything and i think that's so interesting yeah, it is interesting how they're very relaxed in that sense. But then you you actually hit the nail on the head when you're saying they're they are still very repressed in a lot of other senses. Uh, I cannot stand the amount of stupid rules and <laughs> stupid customs that they have. And I I know that sounds really um, harsh and me not understanding their culture. But oh my god, are you serious? Some of this stuff. Is so dumb. Well, yeah, like, I don't know why they're so like harshly dude, they are, against weed and stuff. For instance, that's just like one topic of that's, many. Yeah, that that's one thing that I think is unbelievably stupid. And then another thing, like just little things. Uh, so, example. So, I walked 15 miles one day. I was so tired. I was wearing Converse All Stars, so like not best arch support. Chuck um, Taylors. Yeah, some Chuck Taylors and. I was just dead, and I I had a a bag with me. It was super heavy. I was waiting for a train, so I sit down against the wall by like the train. It, but keep in mind, I'm like 20 feet away from the tracks. It's not like I'm in any danger. I'm not even close. So I just sit down, and I mean it's it's not that crowded either. And then this stupid conductor guy runs up to me, and he's like, no, 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 "Get up, get up!" And I'm like, wait, what? Is the train coming? Is it coming? I thought the train was coming. No, the train wasn't coming. It didn't show up for another 10 minutes. He just didn't like it that I was sitting down. And I was just like, wow. That is the stupidest thing I've ever seen. And it's just to save face. And it's just to be polite and not not inconvenience anyone's eyes, I guess, with me sitting on the ground. And it's, like, rude to make eye contact in subways, too, even though it's, like, a sardine can. So it's just inevitable. I don't know. It's not like you're staring people down. But the second you make eye contact with somebody, their eyes just shoot to the floor, um, like, immediately. And it's it's almost a little bit funny, actually, how how everyone seems just so... Introverted? Yes, but but at the same time, and and there actually is. I've, I've I was watching some videos on this before I went there, but they they have this thing where they have like a different self, like they have their self when they're out in public, and their self when they're with their friends, and the self when they're all by themselves. And they say that it's all very different. Whereas maybe where we come from, I'm sure when you're alone, it's different. But you know. I don't think it's that drastic of yeah. a difference when you're out in public versus even with your friends. I think I think the culture has has caused a lot of problems in that way. And that's just me, you know, 
basing this off of my very short experience, but I mean, when you think about how high the suicide rate is there, the trains from everyone coming home from work are like 10 p.m., like rush hours at like 9 to 10 p.m. every night. Imagine that. That sounds terrible. Yeah, holy shit. That is insane to me. Yeah. So the country is very cool. Like I did uh, so much amazing things that I will never forget, but I just wanted to mention that kind of stuff because I feel like that's the kind of stuff that kind of goes uh, unnoticed on a video game anime type podcasts and stuff because we're all fawning over everything cool that they make, but there is that darker side to uh, people's lives over there. Very so. much so. This is a psychology podcast. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no. I definitely had that same experience. I was very relieved to be going back to the States when I was done with my trip there because I felt like I was constantly watching how I was standing and what I was doing and I was mm-hmm. there with my ex and so PDA is not a thing. And so, Oh like, yeah, absolutely I, it, not. We couldn't walk down the street holding hands without potentially offending someone. But I also think that I have never personally no one's ever respected me like the average general person in Japan respected me. So I think there's an upside to it, too, of like yeah. constantly worrying about everyone else and how you're impacting them is something we don't do enough here. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think that, that they go I the other way that. with it, where I felt like I was relieved to finally get home and be feel like I could be myself in public and not worried about all of these cultural faux pas or potentially offending someone. Um, I think there's a good middle ground for it, but I do think that there's some upsides to paying attention to how you're affecting the people around you that we don't give a shit about here. Right. Yeah. Oh, I also rented the traditional, um, like, kimono-style garb. My, for Kyoto? My wife. Uh, yes, in Kyoto, yeah. And we went to one of the temples. And it was really, really cool. I was pretty nervous about it at first, to be honest, just because it, it, everyone does look at you, especially if you're not Japanese, <laughs> they will stare. Um, but it ended up being fine, you know, it wasn't a big deal. I got some really awesome photos. Some random person just took a picture of me without asking. That's um, not cool. <laughs> yeah. So I hope that hope happens a, good a shot. lot. Yeah. I hope it was a good picture, bud. Hope you, uh, <laughs> hope you like it. But yeah, it was overall just a fantastic time. I was going to try and buy some cool video games and stuff that like I can't get here, but then I realized like I'm not going to be able to play them. There's no tra- <laughs> there's no English yeah, subs in those games. So, you go in the stores and stuff and it's like, oh, these are really neat looking, but I'm not going to be able to use them. Yeah, I did buy I, some I did the like, same kind of browsing and then I was like, hang on, either this isn't a region that I can play in my PlayStation or if I can play it, I'm not going to understand anything that's happening. So yeah, exactly. I bought some some anime um, soundtrack albums though, like some CDs. It was cool. I haven't bought a CD in forever, and it just felt really neat. Like they were like this this one store just had like every anime that I loved, like the the original soundtracks on CD form, and I I just bought a couple of them. Super cool. Nice. So. That's really cool. Yeah, if I was over there, I'd look for a couple OSTs uh, myself. Um, But I guess we can kind of get back to some video game discussion of what we've been playing lately. Um, Let's hear from... Well, who wants to go first between the two of you? Uh, I mean, I I guess I can go. I haven't been on in a really long time. Yeah, sure. So I've just been, like, going so hard in Overwatch, man. I know I don't want to... I don't want to just beat this horse to death but uh, dude i can't stop playing this game it's it's 
<laughs> I'm putting this in 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 greatest of all time status. I think Overwatch might be one of the greatest games that has ever been created. Damn. Ever. I I just love it. I'm obsessed with it and it's so much fun and I get so pissed off at it at the same time. <laughs> but I still keep coming back and it's just the best LAN game. It's the best game playing with other people. It's the best game playing alone. It just has everything. Um, and I just bought a uh, another laptop today. I, so I, I, I game mainly on my... I have a gaming desktop computer. Um, but I bought a gaming laptop today because uh, my other... I accidentally spilled a beer on my um, old laptop. Oh, no. Oh, no. And it broke. It broke. It doesn't turn on anymore. Uh, so I bought a new one, but this one has, like, dedicated graphics and, a, like, a ninth gen i5 processor and DDR4 RAM, solid-state drive. So I can play games on that too and i was like oh my god this is the best land machine ever i don't have to lug my tower everywhere with me totally i'll just i'll just bring my monitor in that laptop uh and it, i was playing overwatch on it earlier and it runs great um but besides that i've been playing the new deus x game that came out a while ago i think doug you've beaten it it's oh, the yes. one mankind divided Yes, it's the Dubai one. Okay, very cool. Yeah, I loved both, even Human Revolution before that. Like, I don't know. I feel like, were these games underrated? I think they were underrated, and Human Revolution was just incredible. And especially the aesthetic in China was just the best touch they could have done. I love that. I thought it was fantastic. It was like uh, U.S. cities mixed with China, and now it's Dubai. Um, I think I like the aesthetic more of, of the previous game. Right. But still this game is just I can't complain. It's it's really really good. It's hard though. It's very difficult. Like you you die pretty quickly if you're if you're not careful. It's been so um, long. Did they keep up with the whole mini game where you like you hack stuff? Yes, they do. And cool. that I I've I've always actually enjoyed that. Usually I don't like those kind of things. I think they're an unnecessary addition, but this time around it actually works out pretty well for the game. It's a fun mechanic. Agreed. Yeah, so that, what else have I been playing? You know, honestly, I've just been going so hard on Overwatch. <laughs> oh, um, so I bought Final Fantasy XV for PS4. I haven't started it yet, but I'm going to start it soon. Oh, because, hell yes, Because Mark. I just want to play Chillin' with the Boys Simulator f- 15. Yeah, it's that's what that fucking game is, great. Basically. And you, oh, man. <laughs> I don't know why my like gameplay revolves around other people when like someone I know starts playing something. It's like, I have that too, and I haven't played in a while. I'm going to start playing that again. It's just very <laughs> much like, if you start playing Final Fantasy XV, I will get back hard into that, and maybe we can do some kind of... Is is there multiplayer now? I forget. There's something like that. I forget. I don't know. I, I should look into it, but I haven't... Again, I haven't started it, but I bought it. Um, so I'll, I'll, I'll boot that up. I'll get that going. It's a very good and- time. Yeah, I'm really, really excited. I, I love the visuals of it from what I've seen. God, I got so. lost in the fishing mechanic of that game. In fact, God, <laughs> I almost wanted to start that back up and just go fishing because it doesn't take much to get uh, reacquainted with it. Dude, I'm I'm excited. I'm so pumped, man. Yeah. Now, but I've been I've I've uh, not to go off on a tangent, but yeah, I've been playing. I've been doing that, and I've been skateboarding like a ton nice. man. I've oh been man skating. it is finally nice out again and i i got my board out again recently but and i found that there's a park not that far from me so it's i saw the images online it's like pretty like low-key like nothing like too crazy i don't even think there's like a 
like a bowl or anything, which kind of sucks because I do want to kind of like drop in. But there's some rails and ramps and shit that I might give a shot. Dude, I got okay. So I'll be quick about this, so um, we can get back to the topic. But we need to skate. Yeah, we not do. that far from you. I found out where you moved to, and it's I drove past it. It was like 25 minutes. It's Holy not that shit. far. <laughs> That's yeah. Amazing. So let's set up some time, man, and I can. We can we can, we can skate. It'll be fun. Oh, I would It'll love that. A good time, dude. One of the bands that I've uh, featured on a compilation for my record label. They're called Kind of All Right. They're from Philadelphia. I can't recommend them enough. They're one of my like all time favorite bands lately because I'm just like blown away by them. Saw them live. Their uh, lead guitarist and vocalist is uh, his name's Nate. He teaches like a skateboarding class in Philadelphia, and I was thinking like. <laughs> dude, I, I almost want to go there and be like, can I be a student? But I'm pretty sure it's like aimed for like teenagers and shit. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, watch it be like, like seven. Yeah, it's like seven like, to ten and yeah. then you. <laughs> I'm, I'd be like a 30-year-old dude trying to learn how to skate. So I, maybe I'd rather start out learning with you and like and skating with a friend instead of going that route. I, yeah, let's do that. We'll, cool. we'll, se- <laughs> we'll definitely we'll set that up. Very so, neat. Yeah, th- all right. Yeah, that's all I got. We do have some Overwatch stuff in the news topics coming up, but let's go to Whitney. Have you been playing much since the last time we talked to you? Um, I have been playing a lot of Hearthstone, which I was playing last time we talked, but I'm dating someone who also plays Hearthstone. So for the first time in a long time, I'm like playing against a friend and oh, doing nice. competitive and, and co-op stuff together on Hearthstone, which for a very long time I've just been playing myself. So that's been really fun and it's gotten me even more into Hearthstone. Um, because now I have someone to like casually work out deck mechanics with if I have an idea for something or want to try out a new build style or whatever. Whereas before you have to like play it against strangers and that can be really grueling. Um, but then I just played the early access. There's not much out there yet, but there's early access for totally accurate battle simulator. Oh, I've um, heard of this. Yes highly recommend it it is very highly reviewed from just about every i saw it on vice i saw it on polygon i saw it on kotaku every single person liked it which is why i spent 15 dollars, even though it's still in very early access and there's a lot of buggy stuff still i just every time i saw a review it was very positive and everyone talks about sort of like the the how goofy it is and how silly it is and how fun it is and it's so it's um, AI. It's you know you you build a team to fight against a, an army of a like, and you have a certain amount of dollars that you can spend to build that your army. But it's all AI. Each individual person that you buy has their own AI, and so every time that you you could keep the exact same build and everyone in their exact same position, and every time you run it, there could be a different result at the end. Absolutely. Some, there's also a decent amount of strategy, though, because there are, you know, all of the different eight little guys that you buy have different mechanics and you can get bigger stuff. Like at one point you have like a catapult and that takes down like 15 guys at a time. So if you can get it right, you know, you do that. But like I had one point where there's this wheelbarrow character where it's like a giant character with like three little guys in a wheelbarrow and you they bowl into the other army and he swings around wildly and he got stuck. And then everyone died because he got stuck. And then like, uh, it's, it's when you go into first person mode, because you can go into first person mode and control oh, wow. one of your little guys. Um, first of all, it's hilarious because you can see all the floppy sort of ragdoll mayhem that's happening yes. with, with the like physics simulation stuff. But also 
it's just it's it's really interesting because it, it seemed to be exactly equal amounts of wild unpredictable physics ai and also battle strategy in a way that just really it hits the sweet spot there's i didn't i played everything through the the campaign that's uh currently available in the early access and i knocked it all out probably in about two to three hours i don't know because i was taking a lot of breaks and doing other stuff but i think it was probably somewhere between two and three hours of gameplay for all of the campaign that exists okay but there's like whole sections of armies that i haven't even come near unlocking yet in the campaign stuff and then there's also like a sandbox mode where you could pit for example like farmers against ancient chinese forces with like firework archers and and ninjas and then you can see, like, if your 1,000 little guys, farmers with pitchforks, will fight the ninjas and who will win and that kind of stuff. And it's just, it's, I highly recommend it if anyone's into that kind of stuff of, like, building a tactical army, but then also have it be kind of wacky physics that oh, decides absolutely. it. It's, it's, some people are more analytical and some people are more into the wacky physics. And I, I think that this, for me was the exact sweet spot between the two. I had so much fun playing it, and I can't wait for there to be more campaign to play. Yeah, oh my gosh, Whitney, you're totally selling me on this. In fact, it, <laughs> the reason it rings a bell is because, like, I, I want to even say, like, years ago, we brought up this game when it was just, like, a murmur and a whisper. Like, they didn't have yeah, anything playable. It was and- 2016 when this first yes. started being talked about yes yeah, and that's when we were we were talking about it and then it hasn't been talked since i'm glad it's out now i want to get my hands on it and play it because even just growing up like a huge like lord of the rings fan i would always mm-hmm. like i had the extended edition and i would watch like the commentary and all these like uh, special features and all these extras and stuff and in the extras they showed like the weta workshop like the people in new zealand that helped make like the cgi like battle scenes like even mm-hmm. like even like in the fellowship of the ring the opening scene sequence where like this giant armies like orcs versus elves and men and shit that blew my fucking socks off and even to this day it's still super impressive but like i was thinking like how do they accomplish something like that and in those like behind the scenes they would like show like they have the capability they have this software where they could set these ai creatures against each other and i was like i literally would just play with that for hours and just literally just set armies against armies and just watch them destroy each other in different ways and like that would be super entertaining to me and it was something that was not available and that was all the way back when when the fellowship of the ring was coming out so that dates that even so the fact that we have a chance to finally go and do something like that i am all in so i'm glad you're having fun i'm yes, definitely gonna it, get it, into this it's, it, the best way that i if you're familiar with human fall flat it's basically yes. like watching that lord of the ring <laughs> stuff and the ai plus human fall flat yes that's a perfect analogy but what i will say is anyone who's interested in it do understand it's in super early access literally one week ago they fixed an ability where you couldn't target enemy minions in the like campaign mode. You couldn't target enemy units when you were like in the first person where you could take over a person and target people. Yeah. Oh, literally a week ago, they were fixing bugs where like you couldn't target enemy units, which is the whole game. Right. So like super early access still. Keep that in mind before you shell out money if that's something that's going to frustrate you. Yep. But I spent $15 and I do not regret it at all even though it was like two hours plus of play and I'm already done with everything that's available to me, I 100% am glad that I gave them my money and I will continue to play it as new stuff is available. Very cool. You guys, I'm buying the Lord of the Rings extended editions <laughs> right now. Oh, what? We're talking. 
That's I love them. Me too. They're so good. Um, it's it's one of some of the best, like like cinematic everything of all time. It's so amazing, man. It like, is. And then to see God. like the behind the scenes, it's just mind blowing how much effort went into this thing. And then they go and win every award that they're nominated for. Those movies are fantastic. Um, yeah. Well, and you see the extended editions are so they have so much content that didn't make the reels. They didn't make the big screen. And the, some of the, the content in the extended editions is just incredible. I don't know why it didn't make it. Probably just for runtime. Yeah, that's exactly it. Yep. Yeah, because there were already three hours apiece. So. But yeah. Super yeah, cool. What I'm doing. Well, that's neat to hear that you've been playing that. And yeah, I'm going to maybe get my hands on that. I am a little nervous about the early access, but I'm glad we can warn our listeners about that and be real. Yeah. Um, as for me, I haven't been playing too much actually i lied i did get back to dauntless because i wanted to give that another chance and i feel like this second or third time now around i'm kind of determining like this game isn't for me uh i just maybe it's just because i don't play many mmos or what but like also all right here's what ended up happening i log in uh it was nice enough that there's like a mode of the game or like i went on a quest and it sensed that like i don't have friends in my party that i'm playing with actively so it'll like pair you with other online players to go take on a monster and like as we're all just like wailing on this monster the animations were like so realistic i felt like i was just like hurting an animal and i was just like this isn't fun i feel bad for this thing even though it's like an evil ugly monster but it, it literally just like by the time it was dead i was like uh this just feels wrong and it's just like not a game for me so uh, that just maybe is more of like an issue with me just like not being into hunting stuff but i don't know did you play monster hunter games much mark Oh my god, yes. I've played every Monster Hunter game except the See, newest one. Well then, and you have a PS4, you should check out this yeah. Dauntless stuff. It, it might be up your alley. If you get into it, maybe I'd play with you, but like, it's it's one of those games like, yeah, a lot of these games I'm finding lately, it's a lot more fun with friends. Like Diablo, I'm sure if I was playing with somebody, that'd be a lot better experience. Um, when we played uh, Overcooked locally with some friends, that was great. Yeah, actually, speaking of Diablo, they, uh, I actually... A couple months ago, I started playing Diablo on PS4, and you're right. It, it starts off, and you're like, oh, this is so much fun. This is great. This is great. And then, like, three or four hours into it, you're like, man, if I had some friends with me, this would be so much better. Yeah. It's true. Diablo is cool, but it is absolutely a multiplayer-type game. So. Exactly. Um mm-hmm. But other than that, I'm trying to think if I've been playing much. Uh, I did. I'm still going strong with the phone roller coaster tycoon. Uh, just level like almost 50 now. So I feel like not too much to report there. It's still just a really fun game. And there is like social aspects. So you can send gifts to your friends and all sorts of different features. So I still recommend that one to this day. Um, I think that might be it for me. Um, one thing that we do have that's exciting and not often do we get to say this is uh, we have a listener submitted game or no game that I want to play with you guys at some point, but maybe we could go into some show topics before we do that. Um, this one's like super hot off the presses and I'm not sure it seems valid. This is actually something AJ put in our show topics and he titled it a big leak from Jason Schreier. Uh, Blizzard cancels StarCraft first-person shooter to focus on Diablo 4 and Overwatch 2. They're making Overwatch 2? Yeah, that's what I was huh. like. This is wild news. Yeah. Like, that, that's just like, 
I feel like you heard it here first, listener. No, I'm just kidding. This is definitely a Kotaku article we're getting this from. Um, but it's just, it's insane. It's really, and it makes me glad that I'm getting into Diablo 3. It's like n- all, not all for naught, even though I am late to the party. Um, I feel like it's weird that they're making Diablo 2. They just released new characters for Diablo. I mean, I'm nah, sorry. <laughs> Overwatch, Overwatch 2. 2. Yeah, they just released a new character for over for Overwatch. So that's, that's going to be I is it just going to be the same game but with a complete clean slate and new maps because if that's the case that's just stupid just build on to the the current game. I don't agreed. It's an interesting know. strategy for them cuz yeah, it seems like the model of making a sequel is dying out if you have like a sustainable platform for some like existing online game. Yeah, that that seems really weird to me. It's not like the graphics are dated. It's not like for, like for instance yeah. i just came back to rocket league after like many months off and like that game's still going strong i was playing that game at the beginning of the podcast like think about how long that game's been going do they need a rocket league too no yeah probably not like again just add new features to your current game if it's possible i assume it is oh totally uh-huh. Um, so that was just like a real interesting one we can kind of leave up in the air eventually maybe we'll hear more about that kind of stuff um, also this one's more controversial apparently. And I saw this cause a bunch of people were disappointed. Chris Hardwick's going to appear in borderlands three, uh, gearbox software confirms. And I know he had some dicey stuff with like sexual or allegations against him where he was just like, I don't know, just a piece of shit generally. And that's mm-hmm. why people are mad that he's going to be in borderlands three. Didn't that get proven to be not true? I it's honestly no I can't say yes or no because it's very much a gray area so I, but the the way it all panned out a lot of people cut ties with him so you would think wh- what what where do you benefit from this gearbox like no, it's just going to alienate some fans that would find this distasteful I don't know I, if it if it truly was a false accusation then I totally want to let him try and get back on the horse here. If it wasn't, then yeah, that's I see where you're coming from for sure. But I know um, what you're saying too, but it's just I don't know. It, it's well, what I will say is that um, I don't know him personally, but I know people that have known him personally. Um, whether or not that particular instance is true. He's a just a shitty dude. Yeah, he's just not a cool no person in it. general. <laughs> so, like, whether or not that particular thing was true, I'm okay with him being canceled because I was never into him to begin with. Everything that I heard about him from from people who knew him and interacted with him was not good stuff anyway. So, whether this particular thing was true, like, I not that he deserves to have no career or anything, but right. um. Everything that I have seen has not been him changing his ways at all. It's been him just kind of lying low and being him still. Um, so, yeah. I mean, I, I don't know that it will change my opinion on Borderlands 3, but it certainly doesn't make me want to rush out and go buy it. I literally saw people canceling their pre-orders over just yeah. this news. So, like, it, it is kind of an interesting choice gearbox like i don't i don't know if i would have done that one but i too was never really a fan of cardwick it's so funny whitney that you say like this stuff because like i as i was watching uh, the g4 the channel growing up and like attack of the show and chris hardwick had some like uh tosh.0 like rip off i can't web soup and i was just like thinking to myself like 
of all these people, who do I expect to like in the future to make it big? And I'm like, Kevin Pereira for sure. And then it was like, and I was like, and who, do, who do I like not find entertaining and just like very cringy Chris Hardwick. And then mm-hmm. it's like the complete opposite. Chris Hardwick skyrockets to like his status at Nerdist. And then Kevin Pereira is just kind of out there floating, keeping his podcast alive. He's like, he's doing cool stuff, but is and he definitely did the attack. I loved that, but it's just, that all went up in flames and it's just like, I don't know. My expectations as a kid are just like shot down yeah but that's just uh something in the news oh this one's also like overdue as hell uh apple is saying goodbye to itunes it's like Mm -hmm. good riddance like nobody should be using that software in the year 2019 you guys never that's what i'm saying they never Mm -hmm. updated it since 2001 it feels like because like it was just always terrible or like and that's that's probably part of my problem with the software is i'd install it on a a windows computer and i feel like if they like would sense that they're like we're just gonna fuck up your computer and make it a terrible (laughs) user experience i'm like well fuck you then um but yeah all in all they have what the podcast app the reason they're doing it is they're splitting it into individual apps for music tv and podcasts which makes perfect sense in the yeah the year 2019 so yeah goodbye itunes i won't miss you in fact if anything i miss zune i would use zune to this day that (laughs) that fucking interface was fantastic and like microsoft oh man it's just a shame yeah, it's all, dude. The Zune wasn't as bad as people made it out to be. I'll say it. No, it's it really. I, I'd back a Zune to this day. Um, yeah. yeah, babe. Back to the Chris Hardwick thing. Not to keep harping on it, but I don't. I, I'm reading through some stuff now. I've been going through some some articles, and the 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 person that accused him of it basically all but said i'm not even going to pursue the investigation on this i didn't mean to cause any harm to this person's reputation and it does seem like it was kind of a a heat of the moment false accusation and whether or not he's a good person uh, i i don't i don't know i i think it's i, I think it's very dangerous and it's a very slippery slope to the with mob mentality to be trying to ban people or bar them from returning to like you know the original spotlights that they had you can obviously not like them and that's totally your prerogative but this i don't know this this pitchfork mob mentality to me i think is just i think i think people need to stop and really look at the facts and just wait for things to come out before acting rashly and just wait to have everything in place before you make a decision. And I just wanted to say that. That's fair. I think that's a logical standpoint to have. Um, I've seen it happen too many times in all sorts of areas, even since I own a record label, one of my favorite bands uh, at for the longest time, Old Grey, uh, they had to cancel their farewell tour over accusations that were very almost similar to this in the sense that it was a gray area he denied it. It was a very much he said, she said, but that's what I mean. It, it's like, to this day, I don't know how to feel about that band. So, to the scene, they are 100% canceled. To me, I have been collecting their vinyl and just worshiping this band for decades. And then for something like that to happen, it was just very crushing. So it's like, 
I don't know. I'm very torn on that one. And it, I feel bad for anybody in the, in the stance that they were like, I was the complete opposite of Doug growing up on G4. I loved web suit and hated Kevin Pereira. Like for those people <laughs> like that would really suck. So it's just, yeah, I agree. People need to just take a step back and be logical instead of just brashly letting their emotions decide stuff. Exactly. Yeah, that's that's the only point I was trying to make. Um, well, I, but I, I also to... I also need to say from the from the other side, from the perspective of someone who has been sexually assaulted, who every single person I know has been sexually assaulted in one way or another. Um, did the like unless it is proven to be a false accusation, it's probably not a false accusation. Right. Even if she backed off and said, "I didn't mean to ruin his life with this," do you know how much? backlash she got for coming out and saying anything she might have backed off not because it wasn't true but because she wanted to go about living her life so she said i'm not going to pursue this i'm not going to you know have an investigation i'm not going to press charges not because it didn't happen but because like it is such I would rather have people that don't deserve it be canceled and have people believe women when they say things because I have not been believed in when I have tried to get people fired at my job who sexually assaulted me because there was no proof of it. So just from the other half, I totally understand that like we don't need to be ruining people's lives because of vendettas or whatever, but the amount of times that it's a false accusation and someone just out for revenge or for whatever um, are minuscule compared to the times that it is real. And there are ways to fix it. Like people have successfully done stuff to turn reputations around when stuff like this has happened. It's not the average case because most people are not responding to it. Well, most people are being shitty still in one way or another. Um, I just think from the other perspective, I don't know that she didn't, that it didn't happen. I think maybe she backed off because of the internet and the people who are fans of Chris Hardwick making her life unlivable. Very. Yeah, no, I'm glad you gave us that input and like that kind of perspective on it because this is complicated stuff, man. We're tackling the complicated ones today, uh, but no, seriously, it is. Yeah, it's, is no, a, it's not cut bum- and dry. This is a, can you name this one? The bummer. Episode. No, no, it's already the butterfinger of countries or something about Japan. Um, but all right, uh, on to something that's not much of a bummer. But I think that was some real talk. So congrats to us. We deserve. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I think it. I think that both sides are valid in it. I think people need to be rational and keep their heads, which is something that Mark was saying that I, I believe. Like we can't jump the gun on yeah. stuff and just ruin people's lives because we want to get on a bandwagon on one side or the other. But I yeah. think overall, it's better to default to this is a legitimate accusation than well, I, my point, this isn't a real. Yeah, and I wasn't trying to discredit anybody. I, my point was, I think when these things happen, I think everyone needs to just wait, let things settle, let the facts come out, and then proceed forward. That that was the only point I was trying to make. And whereas yeah. people jump to these conclusions and then new stuff comes out and then it completely debunks everything they previously thought. I just, and I know yeah, this is never going to happen. Are, sometimes there are no facts. Sometimes there are no facts. Yeah. To come well, out. And if, okay. That's true. And then if weeks go by and then nothing happens, then, then you can, then, you know, go ahead and, act how you may next on uh, so. show topics is uh jussie smollett uh no just kidding 
but no okay oh, back dude, to video that was games. good um thank you I, I thought that would be good um all right but no this is actually a real goofy one before we play game or no game and it's not even anything to really go off of it was just a hard times article i saw they had this uh, article that said the battle toads movie is stuck on the hover bike scene and i thought that was so goddamn funny because oh my god that game like nostalgia i i went back and played that game in recent years and i love it to death but that hover bike level is damn near impossible and when i did get it i think i beat it on a stream once and i damn near had a heart attack i was like shaking sweating and i'm like i did it and then i went on to the next level and just died or whatever and it was just like oh and then we gotta do it all over again that is some shit like it literally is wild muscle memory so if you're capable of beating the hover bike level in battletoads kudos to you because i know how challenging that can be Dude, I never played that game. I, I know so it has such good. a following and I never played it. I never beat it. So I feel like I'm just as bad. I want to eventually beat it. But that's the thing. People probably, the people that are like so hype about it probably can't even get past the hover bike uh, level. It's <laughs> literally that challenging. Um, but yeah, and the fact that they're making a movie, I'll watch the hell out of that. Um, but yeah, let's get to some game or no game. This is a listener submitted one. Let's play. Alright, so we're playing Game or No Game. Uh, like I said, this is listener submitted, so I'll actually read the email. This is from Mike, uh, formerly from the Video Game Generations podcast. Uh, he says, I've been catching up on recent episodes and I'm enjoying your Game or No Game segment. Uh, for something a little different, I wanted to give you this list of games I wrote which actually exist, plus some that don't. All the real ones can be downloaded and I'll put some links in at the very end. Uh, but some would require emulators uh, and additional programs to run uh he's been trying to put together a package that has all of this built in but who knows when or if he'll ever finish that so some of these are games he's actually worked on so the ones that are games um either way uh he was saying if you want to keep up with uh his work or any of the listeners want to read his super tiny game reviews follow him on twitter at vg generations so yeah long time listener and friend of the show uh thanks for these submissions mike let's see if he can stump you guys uh we're gonna start with a game called a time for dust Ah. Hmm. Uh... I'm going to say no. I'm also going to say no. It's a no. Good job. That was very what? good intuition. Um, Let's go on to the next one. Do you think there's a game called Trading Punches? Yes. Yeah, I'll say yes. I'll say yes also. That's a yes. You guys are off to a good start. This was a text adventure game written in Hugo that was going to be the start of a five-part sci-fi epic that never happened. It falls short in many ways, but tells an interesting story. So yeah, this is, like I said, a game he has mm. done over the past the last 30-plus years of him uh, making games. So check out these games. Uh, we'll have links to them in the show notes. Do you think there's a game called Lunatics The Insanity Circle? Uh, I'm going to say yes, but that's more motivated by want than, like, gut. Right. I, I say, want that I'll game. S- I'll say yes also. I feel like that could be a game. 
It is, yes, and it's Lunatics with an X. Uh, it's a DOS-based text adventure game uh, with illustrations for the rooms. Uh, yeah, as, as a serv- served as a tie-in for my Lunatics BBS game, uh, and he had a Lunatics online browser game as well. So that's one you can check out, listener. Love it. Do you guys think there's a game called Jones and the Monkey? Uh, oh, man. I don't know. That definitely sounds like it could be a game. I'm going to say yes. Uh, sure. I'll, you know, I'll follow you. I'll say yes also. <laughs> yeah. Mark isn't even playing. He's just copying Whitney. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, it is a no, actually. So this is oh. the first incorrect answer. Uh, he just said that he thought it sounded funny, and it does. Um, mm-hmm. Let's see. Do you guys think there's a game called Cupid Slayer? I'll say yes, sure. Why no. Not? That is a yes. Um, oh. This is a silly Windows game where you take turns attacking Cupid over the course of five stages. I wrote it right after an ex-girlfriend cheated on me on Valentine's Day. <laughs> wow. Wow. That is deep. Damn. And yeah, I would definitely want to kill Cupid, you dumb little shit, <laughs> if something like that happened. That's terrible. Sorry to hear that, Mike. Um. We're about halfway. Do you think there's a game called The Bugs of Nova Prime? Uh, I'll say yes. No. That's a no. So if I'm not mistaken, I'm not really keeping track. I think you guys are tied at this point. Yeah, uh, I think so. That He said it's not a game, but he would totally make it if he had the time and motivation. Because, yeah, that's a pretty good title. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think there's a game called Lexter's Deranged Cousin Billy Bob? Lexter or Dexter? Yes, Lexter. It's Dexter, but with an L. Uh, that's so weird. I'm just going to say yes. I'm going to say no. It's a yes. Basically, oh my god! It's basically what? a block-pushing puzzle game with invisible minds for Windows 3.1. Wait, what? What Whoa. the fuck is that? Um, it was sort of a spinoff of my Lexter games, which were of a similar style, but for DOS. Man, he was doing some ancient-ass programming. <laughs> That's awesome. Sorry, gosh, I'm not trying to make you feel old, Mike. <laughs> oh, I'm terrible. Um all right, got a couple more for you guys. Do you think there's a game called Tales of the Traveling Swordsman? I'm going to say no, because that just sounds very generic. But it does sound also- very generic, but that could mean that it is a game. That's true. That's a good point. Yeah. I'll split the difference and say yes, so that one of us is right. <laughs> well, it's Whitney who's right. It's a game. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no. are tied again. Ah! Uh, that is a hell of a title. Yeah, I do think it's a little bit cliche, but as far as tech to- text adventures go this is my crowning achievement he says it's a fantasy adventure inspired by books i read around that time involving a silent hero who travels the land that sounds pretty cool i'll give him credit there i'm gonna check that one out like i said the ones that are playable are will be available in our show notes listener um let's see last few do you think there's a game called tax audit simulator i'll say i'll say yes i'll just say yes no that's a no, and he said oh. nobody would play this if it existed. <laughs> I'm like, you're absolutely right. <laughs> I hate taxes. Um, how about a game called Water Quest Legend 1? I've said yes for everything, so I'm just going to say yes again. <laughs> I'm also going to say yes. That's a yes. Okay, so he says this is also a DOS-based game adventure 
action-adventure game with dungeons and enemies and power-ups and uh, just a world to explore. You play as Prince Raylum on a quest to find the fabled Life Lake. So yeah, that sounds pretty cool for that type of game. And last but not least, do you think there's a game called Breath Pirates? Breath Pirates? I'm going to say no. I'll say yes, because I just keep saying yes. The strategy won you the game, Mark. It's a game, and it's another <laughs> DOS-based one. Uh, set in a future where some sort of cosmic event is causing Earth's oxygen to disappear. Your goal is to join the Resistance, a.k.a. the Breath Pirates. Wow. Oh, my God. That's wild stuff. Yeah, thank you so much for submitting these, Mike. Listener, if you want to submit us uh, Game or No Game suggestions, you can always email us at almostbettersilence at gmail.com. That was so fun. Thanks for playing Game or No Game. You can just, it's such a lottery. Like, all of them are so, they all sound like they could be games. Yeah. Yeah. It was really cool having someone do my work for me. (laughs) 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 That was really cool. Thanks again, Mike. Super shout out to Video Games Generation Podcast. And I'm pretty sure they're either on indefinite hiatus or done, but it's a great podcast. Go listen to some of their backlog and stuff. Um, But that's going to do it for this episode. We can wrap this one up and do some plugs. Uh, let's start with Mark. You don't have any other podcasts. Where can our listener find you? Uh, you can find me on Instagram. Um, look up I E A K A Ieka on Instagram, uh, or just search Mark Choi. You can find it that way too. Um, I think that's my only real active social media platform. Sweet. And how about you, Whitney? You have a slew of podcasts. I do. Um, If you are interested in us talking about historical dead people that we fancy, um, Historical Hotties is at Historically Hot on Twitter and pretty much everywhere else, historicallyhot.com. And the most recent one we did was Baseball Players, where we uh, there's a woman who struck out Babe Ruth and Lou Gehrig one after the other. And she's basically has disappeared from history. Her name was Jackie. And then we also talk about Jackie Robinson, who is the first black player in the major leagues. So uh, super interesting episode. Very interesting people. And then uh, Cool Breeze Over the Mountains is my Keanu Reeves podcast. And we, uh, yeah, we are about to, we haven't recorded it yet, but coming out next week, I believe, is going to be our uh, Dracula. Um, We're finally hitting that. Oh, shit. Uh, Bram Stoker's Dracula is next, and I cannot wait to talk about how bad Keanu Reeves is in that movie. Um, <laughs> so that's Cool Breeze Over the Mountains, and then I'm also a character in the RPG podcast Myth Takes, and then you can follow at Fast Furious Pod for the day when our Fast and Furious podcast comes out, where I watched all the Fast and Furious movies for the first time in one weekend. Oh my god, yeah, I need to listen to that. It's yeah. called Extremely Fast and Incredibly Furious, and it's being edited right now, so as soon oh, as that's done, we're going to release them. And I it's l- Oh my god, I love the Fast and Furious yeah. franchise. <laughs> Everyone was like, Whitney, how have you never seen them? Because all of my friends love them. 
my ex loved them. They had parties for Fast and Furious. They would all go see the movies together. And somehow I missed it and literally never saw any. The only Fast and Furious that I had seen before doing this podcast was about 20 minutes at a bar with my friend. And that's actually how the kind of idea started for the podcast is because that's genius. That's I'd amazing. never seen any of them. And he was like, I've seen them all. I'll kind of be the guide. And he came up with these questions like every movie. He was like, OK, who's your favorite character now? And what was your favorite car in the movie? And et cetera, et cetera. And um, so he kind of watched them all with me. But he's seen nice. them all many, many times. And then I watched them all for the first time in one weekend. So Cool. Brian O'Connor with the R34 Skyline. Fa- <laughs> favorite character, favorite car. There we go. Yeah. Mark should guest on that. No, it's too late. <laughs> it's over. It's too late. <laughs> that's what I mean. Whitney's too cool for our show. How did we get lucky to have her on here? Uh, but seriously, thanks for listening, uh, listeners. Um, my cat's playing with a freaking jingly toy, so I hope that's can hear what that. that is. Yeah. Oh man, he's going nuts. I'm recording in the kitchen because if I go in the office, he just meows like crazy and doesn't accept that I'm a podcaster. But anyway, <laughs> listener, if you like our show, give us a like, follow, subscribe. Our handles ABT Silence on social media and Twitch and stuff. So if you want to watch us stream every now and then, uh, head over there. And I also run a record label, MissedOutRecords.com. You can find some cassettes and vinyl over there, um, various merch like t-shirts and stickers and shit. So um, that's about it for this episode. Thanks for tuning in. We will be back next week. See you guys. See ya. Bye.